everybody, and welcome to the Steelers Sanctuary Podcast. I'm your host, David Rivero from SteelersSanctuary.com. My co-host, David Corb, is on a family vacation this Labor Day weekend, so he won't be joining us tonight. It's just going to be me solo. And in this episode, we're going to go over the Steelers' final 53-man roster as it stands today and compare it to my final 53-man roster prediction. I actually did pretty good on this one. Um, I came pretty close. A couple of uh, half credits we'll talk about as we go through these. Um, the roster looks pretty good as we see it. Um, let's just start at the quarterbacks. Uh, this is the first one I did not get right. The Steelers kept Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph, the three total quarterbacks. I had the team only keeping Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. I still think I might be right on this one by the time the season starts. I just don't see Mason Rudolph being the third quarterback, not dressing on Sundays. This is a veteran quarterback who's played well in the preseason, shown enough. I can see behind closed doors Mason demanding a trade at some point. I think if not by the first game of the season, definitely by the trade deadline, Mason Rudolph will not be on this football team. I mean, we've said it from day one on this podcast, and I still believe it. But time will tell, as is right now, Mason's a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward. Let's jump over to running back. This one I nailed exactly. The Steelers kept three, Najee Harris, Benny Snell, and Jalen Warren. Look, this one was clear as day from about the second preseason game on. Uh, Anthony McFarlane was not going to make this football team. Uh, Mike Tomlin in particular doesn't seem to care too much for McFarlane, even though he did circle back to the practice squad. Tomlin clearly prefers Benny Snell. I mean, the special teams aspect gives him a heads up for sure. Um, Jalen Warren, story of training camp. Fantastic, undrafted free agent. Just played terrific all preseason long. Exciting guy. Can't wait to see him during the regular season. And, of course, Najee Harris will be the guy that gets the lion's share of the snaps anyway. We know how Tomlin loves to his feature back and feature back only. So how much we see of Benny Snell and Jalen Warren is yet to be seen, but probably not much. Wide receiver, I pretty much nailed this one too. The Steelers kept seven at first, and now we're down to six. The sixth now are Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Gunnar Olszewski, Miles Boykin, and Steven Sims with Calvin Austin going to the IR. I kind of predicted that on my 53-man roster. I had seven with the caveat that Austin was most likely going to IR. We didn't know for sure, but he hasn't played a single preseason game. He hasn't practiced at all. There's no way they were going to start the season with Austin, a rookie with no practice, no game experience. Steven Sims, we've been banging the drum for him. He's been fantastic. The end arounds, the play. I thought maybe some of the other guys would push him, but Sims is the guy, and we're pretty happy about that. This is a great, great group. Probably the deepest group on the entire football team. Switching over to tight end. This wasn't as easy. I nailed it. They kept three. Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, Connor Hayward. I said from draft day, the Steelers just are enamored with Connor Hayward. They love him. He was going to make this team. I knew it from the day they drafted. I predicted it back then. It was just as clear as day. There wasn't a hell of a lot of competition either. Um, Kevin Rader, just, just a guy. He wasn't going to push anyone for a job in a tight end position. This is a nice, this is a very good deep position for the Steelers. Probably the best they've ever been in tight end in some time now. 
Uh, let's flip over to fullback. This one was easy. They kept one. Derek Watt. Why? What he's doing on this team is beyond me. The Steelers have a couple players in Benny Snell or even Connor Hayward that could play fullback in a pinch. The Steelers don't use fullback practically at all, once or twice every couple of games. It's a mystery. We know Derek Watt's a pretty good special teams player, but with the salary he holds and the amount he, he gives you on a week-to-week basis, this seems like kind of a wasted roster spot to me, but he's still there, so they do like him. It's probably a special teams thing, like I said before. The offensive line, this is the fun part. I had nine. They did keep nine. Again, I'll go through this, but I had a little caveat on this one as well. It's Dan Moore, Kevin Dodson, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Chuksakorafor, J.C. Hassenhauer, Kendrick Green, newly acquired Jesse Davis, and Trent Scott, who made his way back on the roster from being cut initially. On my 53-man roster, I had TBA in there, which turned out to be Jesse Davis. I knew the Steelers were going to make a move. They weren't going to just stay pat with this group that they had as backups. It's bad. And to be honest, it's not much better with Jesse Davis, but there was the move coming was obvious. And I had Joe Haig on the team, not Trent Scott. Um, This is bizarre. Um, You'd like to think Joe Haig is a better tackle than either Trent Scott or Jesse Davis. I I don't know why they chose those two over Joe Haig. Um, I think Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, might like Trent Scott. I think he's worked with him in the past, so that might be it. What's to say? This this backup group, short of Hassenhauer, who's a good backup center, I mean, Kendrick Green is awful. I don't know why he's on the roster still. He can only play one position, left guard. He, they won't use him at center. He might be the third string center if a disaster strikes. He can't play in a tackle position, and he can't play the other guard position. So basically, he's there in case Kevin Dawson gets hurt. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think if the Steelers wanted to go pick somebody else up and still had Mason Rudolph on the roster, I think you might see Kendrick Green as the one sacrificed if the Steelers found somebody they really liked. Time will tell. There's still time for Kendrick Green not to be on this roster, but for now, he's still a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers for whatever reason. Okay, that's the offense. It's great skill positions all the way around. Love the quarterbacks. We'll get into uh, – we're going to do a prediction show on Monday. Uh, we'll predict which – each. we'll each pick, pick which quarterback we think is going to start. I wrote an article on SteelerSanctuary.com saying I think Kenny Pickett should start. Whether or not he will, we'll save that for Monday in the prediction show. All right, let's flip over to the defense. Defensive line, this was pretty easy. I had them keeping seven. They did keep seven. Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Tyson Alawalu, Isaiah Laudermilk, Montrevious Adams, DeMarvin Leal, and Chris Wormley. I kind of theorized in my post that they may cut Wormley uh, using his trade bait. They didn't. Still on the roster. He's, this is a good, deep group. They didn't play all that particularly well in the preseason. The backups particularly, but the starters were really solid. As long as they stay healthy, this is going to be a great defensive line for the Steelers in 2022. Inside linebacker, they kept five. I had five on mine. Nailed this one. Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, Mark Robinson, and Marcus Allen. Mark Robinson, the second biggest story on the Steelers training camp. uh, Excuse me, a seventh-round pick. Fantastic raw linebacker. Definitely needs time to develop and 
and work on his pass defense. But for the most part, he's a hard-hitting kid. Looks like the Steelers really got something in the seventh round. Marcus Allen cut originally, circled his way back after some roster shakeups. He's a special teams guy. I love him. Don't think you'll see much of him at actual linebacker this year. Outside linebacker, this is one I missed and missed badly. Uh, the Steelers uh, kept TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, traded for Malik Reed at the last couple of days, and claimed Jameer Jones off waivers and released Eric Tuska, who I had making the 53. I also had Hamilcott Rashid on my four. Um, I did say more than once, though, that the Steelers would needed to make a move at outside linebacker. I said it on the podcast several times. This was a glaring, glaring weakness on the roster. They needed a third outside linebacker to spell Watt and Highsmith from time to time. And God forbid if either one of them got hurt, step up. Reed looks like a pretty good pickup for uh, Omar Khan here. 13 sacks in the last two seasons. Played pretty well in Denver. Led them in sacks the last two seasons. Um, He's a little smaller side. But you can't ask for much more out of a third backup outside linebacker. Jamea Jones over Derek Tuska. Uh, Last year, they released Jones to get Tuska. This year, they released Tuska to get Jones. It's a very strange situation at outside linebacker. Um, rumor has it it's his, he's a better special teams player than Tuska. So that's why he ended up making – once they got Molly Breed, they were, they were comfortable at, as a backup for Wine Highsmith, so they brought Jones in as a special teams guy. That's possible. Um, I can't think of any other explanation for outside linebacker. Cornerbacks. The Steelers kept Akela Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton, Arthur Millette, and James Pierre. I missed this one by one. I had Justin Lane over Pierre. I didn't listen to all the guys at camp that were saying Pierre was running ahead of Lane. I thought Lane did pretty well in the preseason, showed some things. But the Steelers like James Pierre for some reason. He's Mr. Preseason. He does well then, and when the season starts, he completely falls apart. So I don't know what they see in him over Justin Lane, but as far as special teams guys, I think Justin Lane is a little better. But the Steelers decided to keep James Pierce, so this is where we are. Um, Not my favorite group on this team. We've talked about it. If Witherspoon doesn't step up and become a number one corner, this is a bad group. Cam Sutton's fine in the slot. Levi Wallace is an okay number two corner if you have a number one corner. If he has to be the number one corner, then we're in big trouble. So we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. Uh, skip over to safety. Steelers kept four. Mika Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Trey Norwood, Miles Killebrew. I had him keeping five with new, the newly acquired Elijah Riley. I thought he would stay once DeMonte Casey got put in IR because we knew that was going to happen. They chose not to. It was um, Marcus Allen that ended up coming back when they put Casey on the IR. So the Steelers go four. I had five. Um, this is a good group. Uh, Trey Norwood's excellent. Once Casey gets back, he only has to miss four games. He should be back by midseason, I would think. This would be a really, really good group. When he comes back, does Miles Killebrew stay? That's a good question. He was injured all preseason. He's not really a safety. He's just strictly a special teams ace. 
we'll see how it goes. His time may be uh, short with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But for now, he, he's, he's on the roster. Um, special teams, no big surprise here. We're hitting all three. Presley Harvin, Chris Boswell, Christian Kuntz. Boswell's Boswell. He's probably the second best hitter in the league. Presley Harvin had a pretty good preseason after struggling all of last year. He had personal issues, as we all know. Um, but he was good in the preseason. So David and I have talked about this could be a very good special teams unit going forward. Um, Olszewski should be a great returner. The minute even let Sims do the punts and Olszewski do the kicks. I'd love to see Sims return punts. Um, they've got a bunch of specialists, like we've mentioned, Jamea Jones, uh, Miles Killebrew, and others that are really good special teams players. This should be one of the strengths of the of the team, really. Um, practice squad. We won't go through it too much. The Seals have, I believe, four more spots. Maybe on Monday we'll go the whole once the whole practice squad's filled in. Um, and we'll go over it. So that pretty much wraps up the roster. Um, no real big surprises here. Uh, if I had to pick one, I think maybe Joe Haig was kind of a surprise. Maybe not keeping Riley after they had just kind of picked him up. I thought they would keep him. Um, I'm not shocked. Justin Lane didn't make it, but I'm a little disappointed. Buddy Johnson, not really surprised he got cut. He didn't even make the practice squad as we stand right now. That's a blown draft pick, really. I guess maybe the biggest surprise to me is Mason Rudolph is still here. That that probably is the biggest surprise of all. That guy not doesn't have a great amount of pedigree, but he's got starts in this league. He's a veteran. To be benched to third quarterback behind a rookie, and a first-year guy they signed as a free agent. That's a tough pill for a veteran to swallow. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't done more of a media blitz to get himself out of here. Pretty shocking. Overall, it's a pretty good roster. This defense, I've talked about it before, this, this defense has a chance to be elite. This season really does. Uh, health is going to be a big factor. Can Tyson Alualu stay healthy? Can Akella Witherspoon and Devin Bush become above-average players? It's going to be key. If Devin Bush plays like he did as a rookie and Witherspoon plays like he did at the end of last season, this is an elite defense, top three defense in the NFL. If not, this is a, quite a variance here. If they both struggle, this defense could fall out of the top ten and maybe even further. And if there's injuries to anyone key, like a, a Watt, God forbid, or a Miles Jack, or a Mika Fitzpatrick, just like most other teams, this defense could fall. They need Tyson Aluelo to be healthy all season. The run defense pretty much hinges on him. If he's not there, this run defense, we saw what happened last year. It was just terrible. That also falls in line with Devin Bush playing better, helping the run defense. It didn't look good early in the preseason. They seemed to clean it up. I don't know if it's not much of a coincidence that once Tyson Aloualu started playing, the run defense all suddenly showed up. If you can't run on the Steelers and they're pinning the air back and rushing you, the Steelers' defense is going to be a problem. Offensively, 
wide receivers, I mean, offensive line, key to everything. They, the group played a little better the last game, particularly Daniels, which is a key because I thought he was going to be a great pickup and he's been terrible up to this point. He played better, but boy, Dan Moore struggled. Penalties, couple got beat a couple times. Shoots got beat a couple times against when they go up against top notch pass rushers, they're going to struggle. And I don't know how much better they're going to get. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky's athleticism or Kenny Pickett's quick release and quick decision making. It's going to be key for the offense because I don't know how long they're going to have to pass behind this offensive line. Um, the running game was bad towards the end of the preseason. You would expect it to be better. The three inside Dotson, Cole, and Daniels really should be an upgrade over last year. We hope it's an upgrade over last year. Najee Harrison, second year, he he wants to be better. It's hard to imagine him better without the offensive line playing better. Though. I have a pretty strong prediction of where the Steelers is going to finish this year, but I'm going to hold off, like I said, for Monday's podcast. When David Corum's back, we'll, we'll do a bunch of predictions, um, where the Steelers will finish, where the AFC North will, fit, or North will finish. Excuse me. Uh, I'll, we'll pick all the playoff teams. We'll pick the Super Bowl teams. Uh, we'll do some fun stuff like stat leaders and maybe sack leaders and turnover leaders and, and things of that nature. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun podcast on Monday. Look for that. Until then, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SteelersSank16. You can find follow David Corrib at M underscore Corrib. We're on Instagram at Steelers underscore Sanctuary underscore podcast. You can find us on YouTube on the Steelers Sanctuary page. I really hope that you go check that out and subscribe to us. We've got some new um, segments called I Said What I Said. David and I both did one. Uh, they're fun. We, we take strong opinions. That's what this podcast is all about, strong opinions. I think you'll enjoy that one. We put every podcast on there. If you don't want to listen on your favorite streaming service, you can go to YouTube and watch us do our podcasts. Um, and until Monday... Thanks for listening and we'll see you later.